1: has something in store for us. Amen. God is so good. Several weeks ago, we started looking at the book of Ephesians together, just chapter one, and we got through uh, about half of that chapter, and we talked about living in the Spirit, the the Holy Spirit, living in the power of the Holy Spirit. Today, I want to pick up the, the second part of that chapter and talk about living in the Spirit of Wisdom. I want to take us in, we, we looked at a couple of these verses already, but uh, as you know, if you have the outline, they always give a thought there, and so I, I've got to change the, the thoughts around a little bit as we start this message to end this chapter. And so we're going to look at starting in verse 12 and under this thought of living in the praise of his glory say that with me living in the praise of his glory. Now this is where I get this from here in verse 12. It says that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. How many knows that the Lord wants to use your life in the praise of his glory not your glory not our glory but the glory of God. He wants us to be the praise. Of of that 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 people see a difference in our lives that he is transforming us that he's renewing us he's reviving us he's working on us how many still being worked on the this morning it's because of the praise of his glory because he is perfect we're not there yet but we are to strive for perfection that means i've got to grow in him every day to the praise of his glory lord help me live in the praise of your glory with that thought, it continues on in verse 13, in whom you also trusted. Now, Paul is talking to uh, believers this morning. How many believers do we have in, in the room and watching online? And, and if you're not a believer yet, hold on. I, I want you to hear the word of God. I want the Lord of God to change your heart and that you might believe these words are true that we just said, that I believe this is the, the word of God. And we want the, the Holy Spirit to move on your heart to, to believe what this word says, that it, it, it gives us life and life more. Abundant life, and it gives us power in life. Yes, we're going to talk about possessions for just a moment, but it, it doesn't promise us riches and, and, and glory. But it promises that He will He will take care of our needs, and He knows what you have need of. We can put our trust in that today. It, it changes the way that we look at people when we have the Word of God in us, and and so I want to I want to live in the praises of His glory. So he's writing to these believers in whom you have trusted. We trust the Lord after you have heard the word of truth, the, the the scriptures that we read, the the word of God that we read. It's the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, the salvation that we have based on the the word of God. I've been changed and transferred by his word. I'm holding on to this. In whom also having believed you were, this is where it gets really good, you've been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Uh, I want you to have confidence this morning what the enemy wants to, to change and wants to bring destruction in your life if you've given your heart to God he wants to seal you but we have to live in the praise of his glory there is a responsibility on our side uh, to live after and follow after and walk in the word of God but when we do when we give our heart to the Lord he seals us with the promise of the Holy Spirit Uh, that means uh, that he holds on to us and and that He is uh, he's preserving us he has sealed us So, Lord, we thank you for this ceiling. We talked about that uh, a a few weeks ago. and uh, And I just wanted to bring this up as we go into the rest of this passage. But we're living in the praises of his glory. Verse 14 continues, says, Who is the guarantee? The Holy Spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance we have an inheritance in in Christ Jesus until the the redemption of the purchased possession to the again here it is to the praise of his glory he sealed you and he's keeping you for the praise of his glory not because of what we're offering to the kingdom of god it's what god has done for us but we're allowed to be a part of the kingdom of god to the praise of his glory not of anything that we bring not of our talents and and treasures we are saved that we can make it to heaven if we keep holding on to him because he's holding on to you this morning so in this journey that we're in we have to live in faith and love verse 15 picks up because of all these things we've already talked about you see this this Transition word here therefore, and Paul's emphasizing because of all these things, therefore, I also, after I've heard of your faith in the, in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention you my prayers. Because of all these things that you've held on to, I, I'm, I'm grateful and I, I'm excited to hear about your love for one another and for Jesus Christ. And, and I've mentioned this every time I come across passages like this. I, 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 pray, Lord, let that be spoken of, of us here at Central Church of God, that, that our love for one another, our praying for one another. I, I, I thank God again. I know I go through the list of, of the prayer groups, but I want to remind everybody that we're a praying church and, and we have some praying moms that are praying into the prodigals, how many are still holding on to that, right? And, and I told you, my my heart is already stirred that the, throughout the rest of this year, and it's probably going to be part of our theme of next year. We're going to believe for the prodigals. To my uh, surprise, when I came in the this morning, I saw on the on the table out there. There's a there's a pamphlet for praying for prodigals. Praise the Lord! <laughs> and and, uh, and I, I just this is not an accident of what the Lord is doing. I was talking to to Tammy uh, more this morning because she's in the prayer group. I said, "Have you heard about Jensen Franklin's?" It's a, it's a, it's Rachel's warriors, I think, is Ra- Rachel's army that, that he's just now released. It's a, it's a group that you can get a part of and they're going to send resources uh, for praying moms and grandmothers and uh, to pray for prodigals. And so there's an army rising up because the enemy is out to, you know, the verse to steal Kill and destroy, but it doesn't stop there. Christ has given us life, right? He's given us abundant life, but it's birth on the on prayers, and and that's what we're holding on to. Lord, help us be a a church of prayer warriors, and that's what what we have going on Tuesday nights, a night of prayer, Uh, and then there's there's some group that are meeting here on on Sunday mornings at ten o'clock and 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 Monday morning. So there's prayer that's happening. We can't have enough prayers, but this is what we want to be spoken of: that we're a people of love, and that we're. people of prayer, we're living in faith and love together. So, because of this, Paul is saying, "I don't cease thinking about you. I don't think I don't cease uh, praying for you and making mention of you in my and his prayers." Because we need this. How many knows that the church is is on a is in a battle, and that there's warfare against the body of believers. Uh, Not just this church, every church, but this church is also under attack. Why? Because we're serving God. It's going to be under attack. The enemy's wanting us to, to kill from and steal from us, but we are not going to give in. We're not going to give up. We're going to keep pressing on, and just as every church and and i've been around pastors i hear their stories i'm like oh i don't want to hear a story like that Uh, uh, but they made it through i want to let you know every story that we have we're going to make it through for for every dark night there's a morning his mercies are new every morning that's what we hold on to as a church this is what paul is celebrating because they've been overcomers as we continue on in this thought of living in the spirit of wisdom Verse 17 says this, living in the spirit of wisdom, that God, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Now, how many wants what God wants to give you? The scripture is saying here that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory may give you the spirit of of wisdom, so this is something I need to pray for, Lord. I want the spirit of wisdom. If you're if you're giving this and you're saying that this is your prayer that that, that Jesus will give us a spirit of wisdom, I want that. Uh, I need to seek after that. Uh, I I want to desire it and I want to walk in it and live in it because I realize I need I need wisdom not of my own strength, not of my own abilities, because uh, we, we think that we're right a lot of times, right when we can be wrong. I need the spirit of wisdom to to give me. Direction direction to, to give me the right chorus, to make the right decisions, to, uh, when to wait and when to go, and, and, and what to pray for. I don't even know what to pray for, but then the scripture says that when we don't know what to pray for, the the spirit begins to move within us, and, and it makes uh, groanings that we can't even understand, but the, but the Heavenly Father knows what's going on. I need not just the Holy Spirit in uh, speaking in tongues. I want the spirit of wisdom to lead and guide my prayer life and, and my decisions in my direction in life uh, because there's going to be some things that the enemy wants to throw my way and the spirit of wisdom wisdom will help me uh, resist the things from the enemy and walk in in the spirit of life and truth. Amen? So Lord, help us. I think we just need to pause right here. Lord, I pray these scriptures right now Lord, I want to be the candidate, Lord, and I know others here too. I want to receive, Lord, the spirit of wisdom. Not just a one-time thing. Every day, Lord, I want to walk in the spirit of wisdom. I, I want to live in the spirit of wisdom. Verse 18 is this great transition verse. And I want you to think about it under this context of living with our whole being. If you're going to live in the spirit of wisdom, it's not just a, a compartment of your life. It's not just a portion of your life. It needs to be your whole being. How many can uh, admit that I need the spirit of wisdom in all my daily activities, all my life decisions? I, I, can't, I can't separate God out of my life decisions and just use him here when I feel like it's most important he's involved and he orders our steps right and so if he's ordering our steps he doesn't push us and make us he's saying here's the path I want you to take and we have to be the ones who walk that path I need a spirit of wisdom to help me walk the right path to, to listen to the right voices to, to do the right things and so here's what Paul he says he, he says I pray that the eyes of your understanding this is an important phrase we'll unpack it a little bit here be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his Calling. How many knows there is hope in Jesus Christ? Amen. And, and so, a lot of us on in a couple of weeks from now, we're going to be wearing T-shirts that says "Hope is here." and And the T-shirts should be in this week, and we're going to bring them next week. And, and if you didn't get one this year, you got one last year. Wear it. If you If you don't have one, just find a, a good Christian T-shirt to wear, or or one of our other t- church shirts. And, and but we want this message to be clear: hope is here because we want to the scripture be alive that will be enlightened that you may know the hope of His calling. What are the, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? Uh, the, this, this inheritance, these riches, it's not just talking about earthly possessions. There's a hope in his calling that we know that when we call in the name of the Lord, he hears us. He hears our prayers. He hears... Uh, our cries. He knows the burdens and the pains that you have. The, the hope of his calling is that we know that he'll answer and he'll take care of us. It's not always he's going to answer and give us everything that we want, but he's going to direct us in the right path that we have the hope of his calling that we're secure in his hands and we're secure in his arms and, and that we're secure in this calling that he's called us out of darkness into his marvelous light that we've been called out of sin into life and, and that we've been called out of the grips of hell into the grasp of heaven and we're going to be there for eternity and this is the hope of this calling this is the riches of his the glory of his inheritance it's heaven is the inheritance that we're looking for so Lord help us understand this the, the eyes of our understanding Paul says hey, you need to get this you need to, you, need to, you need to hold on to this you need to comprehend this this understanding that, that we'll be enlightened to know about this hope that we have in him A hope that we can experience now, but we don't even get the the fullness of it until we get to heaven, but we begin to taste it right now. How many feels different now that you're saved than when you were unsaved and and when you were away from God, uh, that you have more hope now and that you have more peace now? If you don't have the peace, God can give it to you. If you're walking in this journey and you're miserable because you're, you're bound by the things of this world, if you're bound by, by sin, God wants to set you free from that. There's some relationships that you're involved in that need to be broken away because they're bringing you down. They're not godly. There's things that you're attached to that God wants to detach you from because it's not, He wants to give you the spirit of wisdom to make the right decisions, to live for Him, to have the joy, to have the peace. When somebody's miserable, you just want to speak to them like, well, just get happy. <laughs> and, and that's harder. As it's, it's easier said than done. But there's joy in the Lord that gives us strength. And we're praying. This is what Paul is saying. I want your eyes to be enlightened that you can have a better life than you did in sin you can have a better peace than you did in this world. You, you're, you're still going to be in this world, but you're not of this world. And, and you're going to have a different testimony. You're going to have one. What's a testimony? It's like, this is where I was. This is what God has bringing me through. And this is where I'm going. My testimony, I'm on my way to heaven. I I might be battling through here. I may be going through some fights and conflicts. But God's going to bring me on the other side. This is the hope that I have. Someone with that hope is just like, I hope I get through it. No, I know I'm going to get through it. I, I know God is going to bring me through. Amen. This is the hope of the calling. When we live with our whole being, it's got to be our every part of us. Our heart, our mind, our soul, our thinking, our actions, our meditations. So he goes on. I want you to see this uh, uh, broken down a little bit. I looked at this in the New American Standard and also New Living Translation. Let me point out some because we sing some songs. Everybody remember the song "Open the Eyes of My Heart," Lord, right? Well, that's coming from this verse. But if you see it in in the, in the New King James, "Open the Eyes" or "the Eyes of My Understanding." And so here's a, the New American Standard says, "I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, so that you know." that you will know what is the hope of his calling, which are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in Saint. The New Living Translation says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with the light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called. Amen. We we talk about understanding our heart. And so I want to break down this word a little bit this word that's used here for understanding in the in the New King James and these other translations for uh uh, heart is, it, it's used as mind, understanding, imagination. Uh, this is the outline. The mind has a faculty of understanding, feeling, desires, understanding. Okay. This is, we, this, we got to grasp this. This, this word is used in other places. Jesus, uh, when he says this uh, in, in Matthew chapter 22 verse 37, Jesus said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, not the same word, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, that's the word there, that, that understanding, that whole being. So you see here, we need to love God with every part of us, with our, our heart, with our soul, with our mind. I, I've got to give it all to Jesus. This is what he's trying to say. And this is what Paul is saying. I want your understanding. I want your whole being to be enlightened. Uh, and not just your mind, your heart needs to be enlightened that you need to follow after God. Uh, not just your mind, your body needs to be enlightened to follow after God, not after the things of this world after the flesh your your whole being needs to be enlightened how many is ready to give your whole being to to jesus this morning i i want you to have every part of me not just a a little of me i give you my whole self because he gave his whole self to us when he died on the cross when he bled out when he suffered when he was bruised uh, he took on our infirmities. He took on our sins. He gave his whole self so our whole self could be redeemed. So the same word as understanding. Back to Ephesians. Verse 19, it says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power? So I want you to think about this living under Christ power. How many know he has power? Amen. He wants us to live under this umbrella of his power that protects us, that shields us from the storm. There's one thing about the Bahamas and those areas, they like to rain every day. There's short rains, but they come in. There was one day that we were enjoying a a beachside area, and we were under an umbrella, and we could just see the clouds coming in. Now the funny thing is, is like I don't want to get wet, even though the ocean's right in front of me, and I was going to get in it to to, to enjoy it. Um, but I want to be protected. God wants to us understand we are protected, even though the storms are around us. We are protected. So yeah, there was one time it did rain. And I stood underneath the umbrella. I do have to go to a side here to let you know that there are truths about. The things that you've heard about the Bermuda Triangle—it's real. You do lose things there. It's not. This is not fake. And I want to let you understand that because it's going to mean something here in a little bit. Because I'm going to share something in just a little bit about what what God wants to do and redeem, and that our sins are are forgiven. And there's a verse that will come in mind. I'll share it in just a little bit. But there's there's something about. This this Bermuda Triangle that that just sucks in things. You've heard the stories, right? We didn't find anybody, but but there's some things that are that are out there. And and when we were in the the ocean, standing, I I, she was taking some video and and just pictures. And I saw she had her sunglasses on. We got just these new sunglasses prescribed so we could enjoy our vacation. We're standing in the in the ocean in the Bermuda Triangle. Just waves hitting us right here. Beautiful day, and all of a sudden the big one came. Over the top of us. I get up, I'm like, oh no, my glasses, and she's getting ready. And this is how it is, because I saw her out there with, with her glasses And I'm almost said something I'm like, No, I'll just stand after two. And if I didn't have mine on, I'd probably be like, Why did you do that? She got up like why did you wear it? oh my glasses are gone too? Both of them in the Bermuda triangle never be seen again. And uh it's so it's real. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna use this again in a moment, but I want you to understand we gotta live under the power of Jesus Christ, okay? And and that He that this power towards us who believe according to the working of His. Mighty power. How many believes that God has something in store for your life if we stay under the the power of of Him? So here's what we get from this. The Spirit of Wisdom is understanding His power towards us. Spirit of Wisdom is understanding His power towards us. His power to protect. his, His power to hold on. His power to know what tomorrow holds when you don't. The spirit of wisdom is submitting to his power, saying, God, I need you in this moment because I don't know what to do. Has anybody ever been there before? I don't know what to do. I don't know what step I need to take. Lord, I need your your help because in the moments uh, when you're going through things uh, and, and you you can you can get in despair really quickly. Uh, you, anybody been there before? When you just don't know what's going to happen, you can get in despair. I can tell you, when I lost those sunglasses, it bummed my day out for the next two hours. I pouted. I was mad not at losing a size, mad because I that I would even be. Foolish enough to do that, thinking that I wouldn't lose something. I I was there. I was mad, and and, and I was trying not to ruin her day. She there's a picture of us right afterwards, and she's smiling, and I'm pouting, and 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 and, and, as, and it wasn't posed. I was just still. I couldn't believe. I'm like, I, I got to get out of this. I have to get out of this mindset. It was been easy to, and as on day three, it had been a long trip if I didn't get out of that uh, that thing. What I'm trying to let you know, the enemy wants to get you in a in a mindset that keeps you down and keeps you. Dis- Destroyed and keeps you discouraged and it will affect everybody else around you but when we live in the spirit of his wisdom and understanding that he holds tomorrow that he's going to bring you through he's going to help you out you can walk out with joy it doesn't mean that you're happy what's going on but you can have the joy of the Lord is our strength and he's going to bring you through when you get some bad news at at work uh, and you may even find out that your job's not going to be there tomorrow you might I don't understand what's going to happen you can have joy that God's going to take care of you that He's going to bring you through when you, when your family's going through something. It's not fun. It's not exciting. But if it's if it's hard, but you can have joy that God's going to bring you through. When we have the spirit of wisdom and the understanding of His power towards us, uh, the the God who uh, our God who created everything and, and spoke everything out of nothing has your life in His hands, and so the problems that you face are not too big for Him. If you'll understand, I need the wisdom of God to walk through this because i know his power for me and towards me is greater than i can even imagine i want to live under christ's power verse 20 says this which he worked in christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places this shows you how powerful he was when he rose christ from the dead and that's what everything that we that we live on and hold on to is because of Christ's resurrection, right? And, and this same power, and this is in Romans chapter 8, the same power that that rose Christ from the dead is the same power that quickens us, right? So we hold on to this Lord, we want to live under under your power that which is far above all principalities and and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but also until which is to come. Christ supersedes principalities. you got to hear this. Uh, Christ supersedes. And you look at Paul's writing here. He be This is Ephesians chapter 1. Do you know what he says in chapter 6? Uh, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and, and against the uh, uh, forces of uh, the evil. I want to let you know Christ supersedes all principalities. Someone say that with me. Christ supersedes principalities. We understand that we have to live under his power, under his authority to have his protection. Verse 22 says, and he puts all things under his feet. And he gave to him to be head over all things to the church. Christ is the head, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. I want to go ahead and let's do the Bible. We're going to take communion here in a moment. But this passage, and again, God's timing is perfect this really connected well with the first uh, first message that I shared because we looked at Romans chapter 8 to the, the be, some of the beginning now we're going to look at some of the end and, and tie it together but this is the timing the Lord has for us to hear this today so this week I I want you to uh, look at this and we'll send it out read Ephesians chapter 1 12 through 23 along with that read Romans chapter 8 verses 31 through 39. And I want you to to pray this this week. Lord, you give me the spirit of wisdom so I can be more than a conqueror. I have confidence that nothing can separate me from your love. Let me live in that power. We're going to read that again. Uh, I know Sister Christina's excited because she's been holding on to this outline for several weeks. She came to my office a little bit, a couple of weeks ago. I was like, are you going to preach this today? And there's something here though. Listen to this. Read it with me. Lord, you give me the spirit of wisdom so I can be more than a conqueror. I have the confidence that nothing can separate me from your love. Let me live in that power. Say that last line again. Let me live in that power. One more time. Let me live in that power. So listen to some of these verses. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. What shall we say then to these saints? If God is for us, who can be against us? It is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Someone read that verse with me. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Lord, we thank you for your the gift of life. We're going to take communion in a moment, and I, this message has been intact for the last several weeks, but I, I changed it when I saw it being on this day, and I put a, a communion scriptures together, and that was before we went on vacation. I made these adjustments and then uh, made some more adjustments for this weekend. God is faithful. And I believe that his word is true. So I share this because this is not a message that I put together after the fact. This is what God has already put on my heart to share because he knows the timing of everything. He's a God of details. And if we'll listen to him and follow him, he always has a a plan. It's not by accident that I get to deliver this day on a day that we set aside for communion. I share this because of the the passage of living in the spirit of wisdom and the confidence, especially that passage in Romans, that nothing can separate us from the love of God. I want to share a few more scriptures with you before I share uh, some things that's on my heart. I'm going to be very vulnerable and Transparent this morning. Again, this is before uh, while we we're on our our, our, our trip, we we're on a on a cruise, so we have no cell phones. We chose not to pay extra for a internet package. Uh, we didn't want to be connected. We wanted to unwind. And there was one day that we did get a chance to connect with Wi-Fi when we were in uh, Bermuda. And uh, we're going to reach out to our kids, but. When we got home, um, one of the first calls we got was disturbing to us, and I'll share about that in a moment. But my heart went to some passages to prepare for this communion today. One is in Micah chapter 7, verse 19. Listen to these words. He will again have compassion on us, and he will subdue our iniquities. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. Once again, you will have compassion on us is the New Living Translation. You will trample our sins under your feet and throw them into the depths of the ocean. Now, I want to let you know when we were on the ship, show that next picture there. This is one of the pictures that we took. We're not going to show you all our vacation pictures this morning, this, this one, though. But while we were there, and you can never really fully grasp. I, I've been at the ocean before, but I was on land looking out. I've never been in the midst of the sea when all around you there's nothing and how big it is. And the verses started rolling on my heart about the greatness of God, his creation. I just overwhelmed about his presence that was there. Even though that we were traveling away, we never traveled away from God. He's everywhere. And being in the middle of this, you just begin to things. And this is one of the sunsets. And my mind was like from the rising of the sun to the setting of the same. The name of the Lord is to be praised. And we had church right there just thanking God for his mercies and grace. When I lost my sunglasses, I realized this verse came to my mind that my sin, even though it may seem so big, in the midst of the sea is nothing under the blood of Jesus Christ and it's and it's not to be found again. I didn't even bother looking. I knew it was I looked down I'm like it's impossible, but that's what that's what happens when we give ourselves to Jesus Christ and we ask him to forgive us our sins. This verse comes to, to ring that he throws our sins into an ocean that he's not going to go looking for your sins again you want to be encouraged by a few other verses look at this in in psalm chapter 103 and we do this as we think about communion because communion is that remembrance of christ covering our sins with his blood that his body was broken for our our healing psalms 103 says this starting verse 8 the lord is compassionate and i'm reading this from the new living translation i really like how it, it it pulls this out the lord is compassionate and merciful Slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. How many knows the love of God is unfailing? And has anybody ever experienced that, where, where you just blew it, but then God still loved you anyway? You know, and even as as people, there's times there's people in your lives that have blown it, but then you, the Lord gives you this grace and this compassion to, to love them, and, and they don't. why you love me through this, because God loved me, and this is how the body of Christ works, and, and God's love is unfailing. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. Aren't you grateful for that? He does not punish us for all our sins. Now, yes, there is a punishment for sins if we don't get them under the blood of Jesus Christ. But when we are forgiven of our sins and we stand in front of the throne of heaven and we've given him all our sins, he's not going to remind us that, that I'm not going to forgive you of that one. No, I've confessed my sins. He's forgiven us of those things. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. How many deserves more punishment right now than that you're receiving? Amen. He goes on to say, for his unfailing love towards us to those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. The writer is just trying to explain how great and how big God is and how big His love is. And there's, there's not even a way to explain it that greatly other than saying as, as far as you can see, as far as you can look up, that's how great His love is for us. It's un, it's unthinkable of how much it is. It's unfailing towards us. Again, here's the key. Who fear Him. We have to be in the right standing with God. We've got to live in that fear of the, of the Lord and recognize how great He is. Verse 12 says this, and he has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. I, I can, I can tell you, you can go on one side of the boat when you're on a cell day in your middle of the ocean. You can go outside and you can look out deck four out to the east and you see nothing and you can turn and run into the door. Yes, I did that one time. I, Walked out, and I was on the smoking side, and I'm like, I don't want to be here. I turned immediately, turned around, walked into a glass door, bumped my head. I think I had a concussion for the next two hours. My necks are hurting. I said, this is not fun. I'm being vulnerable this morning. That Sometimes I just make some stupid mistakes. She's laughing at first, and it's like, oh, he's really hurt. And and uh, I was in a daze. I'm sorry, where do these things come from? But it happened. It happened. But I ran back to the other side of the ship. And you can look, and you can't see anything. As far there's no end to it. This is this is how big we, we don't even understand how big this world is, and this world is nothing compared to the vastness of the universe. Isn't it amazing? The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. For he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Our days on earth are like grass, like wild flowers. We are bloom and die. But the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him. His salvation extends to the children's children. How many is holding on to that promise? Of those who are faithful to his covenant and those who obey his commands. And i got two more verses, Romans 8. Therefore, there's... There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to this flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life is in Christ. Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Powerful passage. I know I could even take time and preach on those more, but these are reminders of things that the Lord has put on my heart, just being out there, seeing the greatness of His creation and how deep as love is for us. God has a way of doing timings to prepare us and, and help us through different times. And this is what we experience. And I'm just going to share them back up a, a little bit to be wrong with this morning. So uh, some of you, not all of you, but many of you probably know that the last two years I've, uh, was working on my master's degree and took a, a lot of time but I appreciate your generous towards me and 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 support and uh, balancing uh, ministry and that and the degree is part of ministry I believe it just continues to help me and so it was a part of uh, my bettering myself as a pastor uh, but there was a there was a lot of stress at times in the home. We had to balance things, and I appreciate my wife so much supporting me and my family uh, supporting me. And so the day that I turned in my last assignment, we were taking Ethan uh, to Lee University. I turned in my last assignment, and uh, a couple hours later, I get a phone call. I'm relieved. I, I got my work done, but I get a phone call uh, from the doctor's office uh, for a test that I took just a couple weeks before that. Um, and they said, hey, there's something that showed up. You need to do some more checking. So this Thursday I've got a, a procedure um, it, you know, that you that you take when you're 50. I'm not there yet, but uh, uh, they're going to make me take it anyway. So keep me in prayer. I, I'm believing that it's not going to be anything and that the Lord is going to take care of this. And um, But I, I'm, I'm sharing this to let you know that we, everybody goes through things, but the Lord has everything in his hands. And so I'm trusting the Lord with that. And so we get geared up, we drop Ethan off, we come back home, finish some things up, and we go on our, our journey. And uh, so we're without any communication until we get back, uh, it was last Monday, and uh, we get an early phone call. Uh, our son Ethan, he he loves the Lord, but as any young man, he struggles with some some things in, in his life that he's working through, and uh, uh, there's some decisions that he made, and he knows that we're sharing this. Uh, When he, over the last uh, year and a half, some things were going on, and he just shared some things online he shouldn't have shared and got involved in some things. Someone he shared it with wasn't being who they were. There was these, you know, these rings being deceptive and and trying to exploit people. So without us knowing, um, uh, he was uh, giving money away to keep some things from being released and so he's he's being blackmailed we the lord gave my wife some dreams and we were investigating and I, I don't want to let you know I'm being very vulnerable we we shared you need to know what your kids are doing on their phones we did our best we we had Uh, blocks we ethan gave us his his phone at night for over two years we've done that uh just to help him so he wouldn't have temptations at night and i want to encourage every every parent to you know do that you know they don't need to be on the phone at two o'clock in the morning if they're 16 17 18 And, and he knew that and so we did those things but you can do as much as you can but the enemy is just he's relentless and he will try to fight especially when young people in this generation that went, I, I pray. That's why I'm, my heart so much for for our prodigals, and and, and not just our, our prodigals, but for our sons and daughters who are in church because they're not, uh, they're, they're still there. They're, they're not immune to these temptations that is so heavy and the pressures that are in school. And so Ethan gave in to some of these things, trying to find identity, trying to be, you know, just being curious in those things. And so we worked through him, he, and, and, and he wasn't running from God. He was struggling with things. And so when we found that out, he he actually came to a head one night where they wanted a pretty decent amount of money, and he, he gave him a pretty decent amount of money. And we, we found that in his account. We're like, okay, well, this, this guy's So We called the police. They came out to our house. It's not good uh, to have the police at your house about 1 o'clock in the morning, and you're wondering what the neighbors, especially when you send them to the wrong address. Um, when I'm dealing with this, my mind's not sharp. And you got to realize, I live at 6684. We used to have an address, 668, at another place. And our room number on the ship was 6683. So I, I don't know what's going on here. But I, I'm saying I, that night I called and I gave them. So it's even worse when you're sending the police to somebody else's house that needs to come to your house for something you don't want there for. I'm just sharing this, not to try to be funny, but to let you know that, you know, life goes on and there's things that happen. There's nothing the police can do here in town. They, they don't have a unit for that. So we talked to Ethan, and, and, you know, this was many, many, many months ago. I don't have the day, but many, many months ago, and we thought it was, was gone. We told him, if they, if they just, you know, reach out to you, don't, don't respond, don't do anything. He gets down to Lee, and while we're on the ship, they reach out again, like, you're going to give us more money or we're going to release these out. He says, just leave me alone. And they decided to go ahead and release some things out. We don't know who's all God knows is through Facebook that he's even closed down again many, many months ago. We don't have it. And so somehow can contact, we're just sharing this to be vulnerable because it, it can happen to any. And we've studied this out. Brandy has done this for a long time studying and showing different things. And there's a lot of kids that are caught in this. Young and and I know Jolene is a counselor and she can share not with people but this is a this is a known problem and it's just attack of the enemy. And here's one of the quotes from one of the people doing it. We just want to run his life for the fun of it. That's just evil. Now, I feel I'm not making excuses for my son's behavior, and he's not making excuses. He's been repentful. He's, he, he he's loving the Lord. He's growing. And pray for his struggle, because this is not something you're like, oh, I'm just not going to do that anymore. He's struggling, and we're praying with, with him. But I believe that God is a God who delivers. Amen? And, and I believe that, that God is going to do that. And I, and I know, and we want this to be a, a, day of healing because I know, and I'm not going to embarrass anyone here or anyone online, but we know this, this struggle with, with, with sin is rampant around the world. That's what we believe. We, we believe that we can walk in victory. Don't, don't take this as like, we're all going to struggle and just get over. It. We're all, no, there's going to be fights, but we have to live under the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of, of the power of Christ that he helps us to overcome sin and temptation. First Corinthians talks about there's no temptation that's common to man that means there's a lot of temptation that's common to man and this day that that we're in it is so easy and so accessible and that's what we've got to make sure I've got to walk in the spirit and so I'm sharing this with you as we take this communion today I want you to uh, to look at your heart first Corinthians chapter 11 talks about this when you take communion that you are to examine your heart and you are to reflect. And God wants to set, he wants to set Ethan free. He wants to set anyone else here free that is struggling with something. It may not even be the same thing, but it could be anything that you're struggling with that that hinders that testimony or that brings something that someone can hold against you. So you may say, why are you sharing with us this, this morning? We struggled with this. We were wondering what to do. I, I, I brought my counsel in Friday night and we talked about this together and prayed about this. And, and their counsel to me is like, share this. So nothing can be held over him. Nobody can come in and say, Oh, that's the, the pastor somewhere. They're hiding. No, we're being transparent, not, not boldly. We're, we're, I'm humbly saying this is hard. This has been hard on our family because this journey has not just happened. This has happened a long time ago, but for the last couple of years, uh, we've been under a spiritual attack. I really believe it. I have more cars breaking down than I ever had before. I got one in the shop right now. It, it, when we come back, I got another one I got to put in the shop. This is like things are, are just keep, the enemy keeps trying to attack, but we're going to make it through. We're going to press on and God's going to give us victory because the enemy wants to make this for evil, but God wants to turn around for good. And I want to let you know we're, 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 we're approachable. If you're running into something with your kids, uh, you can come to us. We've been there. We're going through this. We can, we can love you through what you're facing and, and God is going to bring healing through this. And Ethan may watch later today, and I want you to know, son, that we love you. And there's a church I really believe that, that loves you. We believe in salvation. You're saying, I just need to surrender my life to Christ. I haven't been walking with him. I'm not serving him. Anybody watching online says, I need to give my heart to Jesus. Maybe you're here. I know there are several salvations. That was last week, and we celebrate that. Maybe someone's watching on Monday and you want to reach out to me. My my number will be on the screen. You can reach out. I want to pray with you. Let's say this prayer together. Heavenly Father, thank you for the greatest gift, the gift of forgiveness, that you don't hold our sins against us, but you forgive us and you release us to walk in the fullness of life. Lord, today I choose to follow you and to walk wholeheartedly with my whole being. I will surrender my life and I will follow you. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, this community this morning as the scripture tells us that Jesus died on the cross for our sins his body was broken for our healing so if you're here this morning you need a healing touch in your body this is a representation of what God is able to do his body was broken for you will you take this remembrance of him I claim healing oh God my body today, I believe that you're going to touch me and I pray for others in this room that need a healing touch, you're you're touching them today. This cup represents a covenant with him through the shedding of his blood, that our sins have been covered by his blood, that we are new in him, do this in remembrance of him this morning. Jesus, thank him for salvation and cleansing. Lord, we thank you for your salvation. We thank you, Lord, for the blood that covers our sins, that washes us new, white as snow. We thank you, O Lord Jesus. You are so good. You are so good. You are so good. Amen. Let's worship the Lord for just a moment. Lord, I pray right now over every household that the enemy's trying to attack. Lord, we pray a covering. We pray a hedge of protection, Lord. And, and we pray for parents that, that are struggling with the, with teenagers and, and, and their homes and, and, and kids are dealing with the same thing that my son has been dealing with. Lord, we pray just sweep into those homes. And, and Lord, let there be wisdom. Let give them the spirit of wisdom of how to to to, to protect the home as the best as possible. And we come against the enemy uh, and, and people that are going to just trying to be evil and destroy lives. We come against that 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 there's, they, they can't succeed what they're trying to do. We we come against it in the name of Jesus. Uh, in Jesus' name, we stand and we pray a, a covering over all our homes right now. Lord, we pray a covering over our homes because, Lord, this very thing is trying to destroy marriages and, and we come against that, uh, that, that alcoholism, drugs, and pornography. Those three things, uh, they need to be broken. And we pray that in our homes uh, of this church and this community that is destroying marriages and families, we come against it in a mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, at Jesus' name, things will be, will be dissolved and broken up and we claim it right now. Now in Jesus' name, amen. Sing it one last time. Hallelujah.
0: Your name is a light that the shadows can't deny. Your name.
1: Leave this place and walk in victory. And uh, I just want us to close out with saying Psalms nineteen fourteen uh, together. And uh, let's make this our our prayer. Uh, I, I learned this prayer. Bethany learned this prayer. Dory learned this prayer uh, at uh, Lee University, Lee College at the time. This is how we closed every service, and it's so fitting for us. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Go in the name of the Lord today.